0: You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. We'll join our live stream at 10 a.m. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. Stand with me. You've been seated for a while, so I'm going to hurt you to stand a couple minutes. Um, really, I could stand here and reminisce over the last uh, 29 years, but I've chose not to. Um. I came up here last night and sat in the foyer uh, by myself yesterday afternoon sometime, I don't know the exact hour, and just sat there and reminisced. And uh, I've chosen this morning not to do that. Um, I just wanna say I thank the Lord for the 29 years. I thank him uh, for every moment that he's allowed me the privilege to stand behind his sacred desk um, so the only thing I want to say this morning before we go to the message, and I had no intentions of doing this, but my three children are in the house, and uh, sometimes I uh, have been tough on them. Uh, earlier when I got up, I looked back and seen my oldest boy, my youngest two don't have a clue how tough was, but, but he, he does. And uh, I I in worship, I thought uh, I needed to honor my children and tell them, even though I've been tough on you at times, your dad is proud of you and uh, your dad loves you. And there's never a day goes by, never a day, that numerous times through the day I pray for you. And in saying that, uh, I love you with all my heart. Don't think I'm getting soft, because I can still take you out. (laughs) And uh, my wife of 25 years come this May 2nd, uh, we just fall deeper and deeper in love, that's the truth, and to my church family, uh, I love you all, and my family, uh, my sister's still in the nursery, I don't know if she'll ever get graduated out of the nursery, <laughs> she's over in the nursery this morning, so uh, what a blessed day. So I want to give you uh, the direction That I believe, if I can stop crying, I've been crying all morning. Uh, Honestly, not because of the 29th anniversary, but because of the presence of the Lord. So the title of the message, and I'll let you sit down in a couple minutes. I mean, you can sit down now if you want to, but then we'll talk about you, all right? Uh, You lazy bum, get up. Uh, The title is Stones, Sticks, Strangers. I'm talking about 12 stones, the stones that have to do with the memorial that was stacked up at Gilgal as a memorial unto the Lord, 12 stones when the Israelites crossed over Jordan. And those 12 stones speak of past experiences. And we could talk about some stones and some past experiences. Sticks, the Bible speaks of two sticks, has to do with a widow woman at Zarephath that told Elijah that she was gathering two sticks to make her and her son's last meal. And then they were going to starve to death and die. Sticks speaks of the present time speaks of her expectation. And then we've got the strangers that have to do with the pilgrims mentioned in the Hall of Faith in chapter 11 of Hebrews. The the, the heroes, Moses and Abraham and Sarah and Isaac and Rahab, they were uncomfortable in this world They felt out of place. And sometimes I feel like a dinosaur. I'm cut from a different cloth. And I think some of the older ones in the house could say you feel the same way. They felt out of place. They were in search of a better land, of a better home. This speaks of future establishments. Pastor Aaron, bless the reading of the word before I, re- I even get there so I can blow my nose, all right? Dearly, Father, Lord, we're so thankful for today, Lord God. Father, we're so thankful to stand and praise your holy name, Lord God, for you're worthy of it all, Lord God. Father, I pray for your anointing to flow in this place, Lord God, from the front to the back, the back to the front, Lord God. Father, I pray for your anointing to touch pastor, Lord God. He is studied, he is prepared because you've given the word. Father, may the word touch our hearts. May it grow us, Lord God. May it open up our heart, Lord God. May it divide us, Lord God. May it cut our hearts, Lord God, to see that your word is pure and that we need to desire and hunger and thirst for your righteousness more. Father, I pray your blessing upon us in the name of Jesus, and amen. Before you're seated, can you put your hands together one more time and bless King Jesus. Has the Lord been good to anybody? Has the Lord been good to Jewel City Church? Has he been faithful? Amen. You may be seated. I wanna start with the stones, the 12 stones, and I wanna read from Joshua chapter four, verses 19 through verse 24. And the people came up out of Jordan on the 10th day of the first month and encamped in Gilgal, in the east border of Jericho. And those 12 stones which they took out of Jordan did Joshua pitch in Gilgal. And he spake unto the children of Israel, saying, when your children ask their fathers in time to come, what means these stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel came over this Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of Jordan from before you until you were passed over And as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up from before us until we were gone over, that all the people of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord that is mighty, that you might fear the Lord your God forever. Gilgal was the first camp of Israel after they crossed the Jordan River. Crossing the Jordan River is a picture of crossing over the old life into the new life. And I just wonder if there's anybody in this house this morning that you've crossed over from the old life and into the new life and your life has never been the same. If you've crossed over, give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. It is a picture of crossing from a defeated life to a victorious life. I'm so thankful that I'm not defeated. I'm so thankful that my name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life, and there is no defeat, there is no quit in you and I that are close to the Lord. If you've overcome something in your life through the presence and the power of God Almighty, you ought to give him another hand clap and a shout of praise. The old life of the Israelites had been a defeated life. It had been a life of enslavement, and I can look back and see that before Christ, I was enslaved to sin, but no longer because he who the Son sets free is free indeed. Is there any freedom in the house? Rejoice, put your hands together, and bless the Lord. But now on the other side. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. I'm on the other side. But now on the other side of Jordan, they're now standing in the promised land of God. I wonder if there's anybody in the house that's standing in the promised land of God. My life just keeps getting gooder and gooder and gooder. Can someone testify and give God a shout of praise in the house? God has been good to us, amen. My mom went to the Israelites as it was flood season and the Jordan was out of the banks and my God, the God of miracles, he showed up and he parted and the water was gone and they walked across on dry land. I kind of wonder in my mind what took place when they got to the other side. I can see the kids uh, uh, skipping. Uh, I can see mom and dad uh, singing a song and grandma and grandpa shouting all all over the place. They were having church because the God of miracles had showed up and took them to their promised land. Why do we come into the church house with our hands uh, in our pocket, sitting on our hind end when God has brought us across the, to the other side, brought us out of enslavement, brought us out of being defeated. He's written our names down in heaven. He's saved our soul. He's healed our bodies. He's given us provision. We We ought to get our hands out of our pockets and get our hands toward the sky. Oh, somebody. Standing, actually they were standing on the promised land. The inheritance that God was giving them. Listen to me. Here Joshua was set up 12 stones, taken from the bed of the river. After the miraculous crossing, of the Jordan, and it was here that God told them in Joshua five and 12, and the manna ceased. On the morrow, after they had eaten the old corn of the land, they had eaten the old corn of the Canaanites, what they had left behind. Neither had the children of Israel manna anymore, but they did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. Now listen to me. God did not want the leadership. God did not want the leaders and God did not want those children to make this place an invariable headquarters. He didn't want them to stop right there. Do you hear what I'm talking about? God did not want them to just celebrate the victory and sit down and reminisce about the past and how God had brought him through the Red Sea, had brought him out of Egypt, uh, had, had given him manna. Oh my goodness, God has been so good to him, and he just kept getting better, just like they sang about. He, God just keeps getting better, but God doesn't want Jewel City after 29 years to sit down and put up 12 stones and talk about what God used to do. God is not a God of the past. God is a God of the future, and God still has something for Jewel City to do. That is amazing. Come on, church, give him a hand clap. God has got something great for your relationship, for your marriage. God is still working. God's got something for your finances. God's got something for your children. Don't sit down and just think about the past. We must be careful. You and I have must be careful in our board. Listen to me. As a church to not reach in the waters of success, pulling out 12 stones of memorial, mound them up and live there, missing out on the challenges that are ahead of us. And God's got some days ahead of us. Do you hear me? He's got other building possibilities, other evangelistic opportunities. God wants us to be on the cutting edge at all times. And I've struggled from time to time with some people. I can remember when we left the, uh, the garage. I, I went there, it's a dollar store now, and I went there again this week. I, I had to pick up some hairspray, not for the wife, but for me. <laughs> oh my, shut up, Bruce. You don't have no hair. <laughs> When's he going to learn he can't outsmart a smart aleck? <laughs> and again, at the cash register, the woman just looked so sad and so serious. And I said, Are you working hard? Yes, <laughs> I'm working hard. I said, Ma'am, let me tell you what hard work does for you. I said, 29 years ago, The Lord called me to open a little church right here where you're standing. And 29 years later, we're in Mosby Cove. The name of the church is Jewel City. I said, you work hard. And I'm telling my children, and I'm telling this church family, you got to work hard because it just don't happen. Nothing in your life worth having just falls out of the sky. Do you hear me? Yeah. You take it up with him, right? (laughs) Only a jewel city, I'm telling you. I should have fell on the floor and flopped right there. I don't know how to come back to it now. We cannot sit back and talk about what God did in the past because that's gone. And if we're not careful, our past only becomes a place of thanksgiving. I can take you within 10 miles of this church. And I'm, I'm guessing I could take you probably 10 different churches that when I was a young man was thriving. Standing room only. On the cutting edge. And now they can't get 50 people. And nobody's been saved in a long time because we get 12 stones and we become so thankful, nothing wrong with being thankful, but you give thanks unto the Lord and then you keep moving, do you hear me? If we're not careful, we'll come to a place of thanksgiving only. We begin to limit God. I shared last week, I can remember when we would mail out a bill on Friday because we knew we was getting an offering on Sunday and the money would be in the bank on uh, on Monday. I hope I said that right. In other words, we were living by faith. I can remember Harry Sharp, God rest his soul, he's in the presence of the Lord. One of our board members, he'd say, Pastor, you got us so far out on a limb, we'll never get back. Sometime God does his greatest work when you're out on a limb because when you're out on a limb, it's God that gets to glory. Do you hear me? So let's be careful living in yesterday. The point is, let's thank God for our past victories, but let's not live there. There's much more that God intends for us to accomplish, much more for us to conquer. Many more souls to be led to the kingdom of God. I wonder what 12 stones of success exist in your life. Have you gotten a new job and now you just kind of sit back, become complacent? Are you making more money now than you ever made and just, well, I don't need to do a whole lot? Huh. You got a higher position. You've been married so long, you just expect everything is going to be all right. And when you was young, guys, you couldn't stay away. Some of you ride a bicycle to see her. Now when she walks in the room, you act like you're asleep. And she's praying you are. And that's not my notes. When I went into AFib, it wasn't because of my heart. It was because my wife walked in the room. That's not my notes either. Billy, <laughs> he never ceases to crack me up. Be thankful for the 12 stones of memorial. Listen, I'm going to be serious. Just don't live there. Don't let your past victories detour your future vision. Don't do it. So let's talk about sticks. Two sticks. What do they have to do with our future? In 1 Kings chapter 17. Verses eight through 16, and I'm gonna take my time and read it all. If you don't like it, I got 29 years here, okay? (laughs) And the word of the Lord came unto him saying, arise, I underlined that in my Bible, arise, get up, get up. I've been knocked down a few times, but I get up. That's what I'm asking you to do when you get knocked down, get up. Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow widow woman there to sustain thee. God is sending a man that is hungry to a city that's in a drought for a widow woman to sustain him. You figure that out. That's God. Do you hear me? So he arose and he went to Zarephath and When he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow man was there gathering of sticks. The widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. And she said, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake but a handful, a mill, and a barrel, and a little oil and a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not. Go and do as thou hast said, but make me therefore a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. And then in verse 14, he said, for thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste. Neither shall the cruse of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not neither did the crews of oil fell according to the word of the Lord which he spake by Elijah. Two sticks. I want you to notice something in this scripture. The woman said in verse 12, as the Lord thy God liveth. She didn't say her God. So what's that got to do with us? Elijah by his sensitivity to God's plan is about to turn this outsider into an insider. So we're not gonna lay up the stones of memorial, but we're gonna learn by the stones to be thankful, but not to pitch a tent there and stay because God's got a plan for us to turn outsiders into insiders. I didn't say Jewel Cityites, because I don't care where they go to church. I care that Jesus is in their heart. Give the Lord God a hand clap of praise. I can't remember the exact statistics on church folk that have led other people to Christ, but it's pitiful, pitiful. Something like one out of every hundred people that claim to be Christian ever share their faith. It's ridiculous. So Jewel City, that can't be us. I believe we're a remnant bunch. God's always got a remnant. So you and I have got a mandate to turn outsiders into insiders. In 1 Peter 3 and 15, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you. The hope that is in you is Jesus. Give me nothing more, they sang, than Jesus. Well, if Jesus is so good, how come you keep it to yourself? Let people know. Do you hear me? So that is the ongoing challenge of the church. And you and I might be amazed at who and what God chooses to use in the end time to benefit the church. Elijah was sent to a widow woman that had nothing that was ready to die and God used her. And there was a challenge from Elijah to the widow woman, you give me what you've got. That little bit that's about to run completely out in exchange for a barrel that'll never run out and a cruise of oil that will never run out. You've got to give what you've got. Can someone say amen? Could it be that some of our financial breakthroughs are waiting on us at the other side of sacrifice? My goodness, how come we can't see this? The woman was ready to die. She had hardly nothing, and she sacrificed what she had, not to give to an arrogant man of God, but a man of God with confidence that went to her and said, the Lord said, and she gave a sacrifice And the sacrifice brought the miraculous into her life. Rusty, I I can remember you coming in my office. Some of you have heard it. And say years ago, Pastor, we're almost broke. You know, we don't have hardly anything left. And I said, well, let me pray about it. And I went back and I said to Rusty, take everything but $50 in the checkbook and write a check to the uh, uh, the Clarksburg Mission. See, that was a sacrifice. And the very next, I, we didn't tell a soul. I didn't get up and beg for money. And the very next Sunday, we took an Offering, and up to that point, it was the largest offering we had ever taken. When are we going to wake up and realize that you can't outgive God? And as long as I'm here, we're going to keep sowing seed, not just here, but all across the nation and other nations, and every time we have an opportunity. Because when you sacrifice, the miraculous shows up. If God would have sent him to a wealthy woman, the supernatural would not have been needed. If God would have called a preacher 29 years ago, oh boy, Bruce, here's the door for you, that was smart, intelligent, far beyond, then it wouldn't have no, I'm not gonna stop it because it's a facts. God's, God gave me a heart. God gave me a heart. I'm not saying I'm stupid. I'm not saying that because you can't get to where I'm at today without some wisdom and some intelligence but what I'm trying to say is all God. When God calls something, God begins something, God is able to bring it to completion and I don't want it on the back. I want to bring it before God and say, God, here it is. Uh, this is your jewel. This is your doings. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the Opportunity. Bless the Lord. Stand with me. Stand with me. I got to keep us moving. I got to keep us moving. Listen to me. That's our challenge. You got to be willing to leave that which is not working behind. Elijah is sitting there, and the Lord says, Get up and move. I'm not comparing myself to Elijah. But the Lord showed me a little over a week ago that I've been leading out of fear since my illnesses. What if, what if, what if, what if this happened? What if I got sick, what if, let me tell you what if. If I drop dead before I'm done preaching, God is still God and God began a work here and God will bring it to completion and I ain't backing up, shutting up, sitting down. We're gonna keep moving. We're gonna keep being on the cutting edge. We're gonna keep making changes and we're gonna continue to bring in souls into the kingdom of God. But if you don't start, listen to me. Man, oh man, I just told my friend Randy Efall, he's here somewhere, I just told him yesterday, and no disrespect, young people. Everybody ain't that way, but you will not end up where your parents did overnight. You don't start where they're at. But if you don't start, you'll die. If Elijah hadn't moved, he would have died. You got an issue in your life, you got a sickness, you got a disease, you got a problem, get up and move. Get up and move. I don't, I don't have time for pity parties. Sitting around, whimpering, sucking your thumb, blaming everybody in the world. No, get up and say, God, I'm moving. Oh boy, I might have had you stand up about an hour or two early. <laughs> Listen to the voice of the Lord in 2023. That's what I've decided. He ain't never left me yet. Johnny, he ain't never let me down. Get up and go forward in 2023. If you don't, you're gonna starve. Remember, God had instructed Elijah to hide out in the, in the Kareth Ravine. <laughs> it was a very narrow, from what I read, very narrow gorge with a brook running through it, providing plenty of water. That struck me, Pastor Rita. God had a raven, a dirty bird, bring, what's that now? Uber? Did or did or something? What 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 is it when they order food? Door dash. What is it? Door dash. I'm, I'm being honest, I don't know. Door. I thought Michael Jordan was in the in the. door dash. Buddy, you laugh at me, it don't bother me a bit. None. God was in DoorDash business before DoorDash was. And a raven would fly in and bring him his meals. What a place to just get comfortable. But the brook dried up. That's what I'm talking about, other churches around. The brook dried up. We got a responsibility. Get up from your cot of complaint. And move. Guys, don't go home, pack your bags and leave. Tell your wife that I said move. <laughs> get up from your cot of complaint. Matthew 7 and 7, ask and it shall be given. Oh, we live on that scripture. Matthew 5 or 7 and 7 says, ask and it shall be given. But the next step in verse 7 says, seek and you shall find. You can ask all day long, but until you get up and put some work behind it, Some miracles simply need some movement. Some movement. I'm going to close. I got a lot more, but I'm going to close in this last part. Strangers. Strangers. Look at Hebrews 11 and 13 and 14. We we talked about the stones. We talked about the sticks. So what does the strangers have to do with us? Hebrews 11 and 13 through 14, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on earth. For they that say such things declare plainly, they seek a better country. Moses, Abraham. I can go right on and right on. They never seen all the promises of God, but they never give up on the vision of heaven. I got a picture here of two of our charter members, on Norris, North. Claire Sailor. They heard the vision. They stood right here. There's the shovels. They stood right here when there was nothing but filled. When you leave today, there'll be another picture of 100 cars plus out here in the meadow. I stood in the back of a truck on a 90-some degree day and shared the vision. These are the people who live for what is afar off. What are you living for? Just for what you can see. Their vision is focused on better things in the future. The writers state that all died in faith and there was no quit in them. (laughs) No quit. There's no quit in this generation here. No quit. Pilgrims died receiving all, not receiving all that had been promised to them, but they never lost sight of home. This is not my home. I'm just a pilgrim passing through trying to tell everybody about somebody who saved my soul i challenge us in the upcoming year not to pull stones from the river take the sacrifice that we learned from our sticks and let's think about not belonging here and not getting so attached to our worldly possessions that we lose sight of our heavenly home. Can we one last time give God a hand clap of praise? Every head bowed and every eye closed. Nobody looking around. I don't know how help. How else to say it? If you're here this morning and you've not humbled yourself and prayed and asked God into your life, ask God to forgive you of your sins, my friend, you are as lost as lost can be. But today, by the grace of God, you can leave here, crossed over, from a defeated life to a life of purpose. I don't know the answer of your heart. Only you know. If you're here this morning, I'm not gonna come to you. I'm not gonna single you out, but right here, right now. Right where you're at. If you need to ask Christ into your life, you need to ask him to forgive you of your sins. Friend, if you die today without Christ, you, you are lost Heaven will not be your home. Quickly, if you'd like to ask Christ in your life, no one's coming to you. I'm not coming to you. Slip your hand up real high. Slip your hand up. I see your hand, sir. Somebody else? Slip. I see your hand, ma'am. Somebody else? Somebody else? I see your hand there, ma'am, there in the back. Somebody else? Hold them high so I can see them. Hold them high. Hold them back up, church. Hold them back up. I see that hand. Thank you. Somebody else? Somebody else? Somebody else? Somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else. I see your hand man. I see your hand. Somebody else. I don't want to... I see your hand ma'am. Somebody else. Somebody else. All over the auditorium. All over the sanctuary. Somebody else. somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else. And I want you to humble yourself. I want you to talk to the Lord. I want you to be honest with Him mean this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus. Say it out loud. Don't be ashamed. Say, Lord Jesus, today, I confess that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. And Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. I'm sorry, Lord. And from this day forward, I do my very best to live my life for you. In Jesus' name I pray. If you prayed that prayer and you were sincere, it's not a place to pull stones from the river. Yes, it's a place of thanksgiving, but it's a beginning place. And God doesn't want you to sit down right there and just only be thankful. It is a privilege to be a Christian. But along with it, the privilege comes a responsibility. And that responsibility is for you to grow. And as a pastor and the leaders, teachers of this church, it's our responsibility to come up alongside of you and to help you grow. But mainly the responsibility is for you to want to grow. We welcome you to the family of God. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Listen, if if somebody doesn't come to you before the service is over because multitudes of hands went up, I'm asking you one favor to do for me. If nobody comes to you and gives you a Bible, then I ask that you would stop at the information desk. Tell them that you just gave your life to the Lord. They'll have you fill out a little connect card. We'll give you a Bible, and I promise you I'll call you call you tomorrow, and I'll have prayer with you. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m.